0: That day, I live in a dream. I live in
1: a dream. Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. Uh, my name, as it always is, is Kate Watson, and I'm here with a, a familiar voice, friends. We're here with Jen. Jen's been on talking about her book, um, Lighthouse Conversations, being a beacon for teens, her course on the same subject. Uh, Jen came on in our, our parenting series to talk about parenting teens. Jen, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I feel I feel like
0: it's it's always fun to come and talk to you because we always build on what we've all talked
1: about before. So I'm really happy to be back. I'm happy you're back. And you, you make a good point. I also feel like we usually rec- we usually record an episode and by the end, We've already thought of like the next episode that we want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it was funny when I was driving home uh, from work today, I was like, oh, I'm going to record a podcast. Remember how nervous I was the first time? And I was like, you know, I had my little cheat sheet out and what I could say, what I was going to say and everything. And now I'm like in my PJs with my nice weighted blanket, like, yeah, let's do this.
1: <laughs> Easy peasy this time around. We're, you know, we're, we're so good at this, at this point, we just wing it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I was thinking about one of our previous conversations that we had recorded. I I think it was the first one that we had recorded. And you were talking about your work with teens, your course about working with teens or living with teens, raising teens. Uh, And and you made this awesome point, which I think is exactly what we should come back to. Mm -hmm. You were making the point about how people are often afraid to interfere. They might see uh, a teenager who looks lonely or isolated or sad and feel like, ah, I'd, I'd like to help that person, but it's not my place. Maybe I shouldn't get involved. They don't really know me. Um, can you just fill us in again about what you were saying about that? Because I think it's a good point.
0: Yeah, you're right. Well, when when I was writing my book, I, I, I feel like I wanted it to be like a helpful tool for people who see a teen maybe crying on the street or something like that and feeling like, hey, I am gonna. I feel comfortable in my communication skills to go up to this person and say, hey, I see you, is everything okay? Can I do something? Um, because uh, uh, like we talked about in that episode that it takes a village to raise a teen, you know, and it, it really does. Um, and we all have a responsibility as like adults to, to help teens um, and I think that that's kind of what's missing in our society today is seeing each other, you know uh, and seeing teens for what they are and and so yeah, so I hoped my book could help someone feel comfortable to do that.
1: Uh. Well, I think it was one of the unexpected points of your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that because I know you I I, kn- I knew you before you wrote the book and I I had this sense that you set out to write a book about communication skills, and then it mm-hmm. kind of became something bigger yeah. ab- about the way we see teenagers, the way we look out for each other in this world. And, mm-hmm. and that message of it takes a village started to come through mm-hmm. unexpectedly. And, and I think that um, it's been cool to watch you carry that message through in your work. And you and I got together to record this today and started thinking about that Around like, you know, aren't aren't there times where maybe someone did kind of interfere or or like they they took that message of I'm going to go help my fellow community member or my family member and I'm going to get involved in some way and maybe Mm -hmm. made a misstep or felt like, oh, perhaps I was sticking my nose in someone else's business, or mm-hmm. it just didn't go the way they had expected. And it it got us both thinking about some good examples of that. Um, did you want to share one that you had in mind?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about it. It's this, this word interference um, uh, because that's what, what I was saying before is if you see a teen crying or upset and stuff, like interfering there is, is good because we show you that I care about you. I care enough to stop in my busy day and see how you are. And then I was recently kind of involved in something in between some, some friends about how
1: we'll, we'll call Sally. I think you always use Sally, right? Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> um, well, <and laughs> e- e- Jen, even when I tell myself, don't use Sally, you know how it is like when you say, don't think of something, okay. suddenly that's all you can think of. <laughs> My mind goes blank, and Sally's the only name I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just came up to me. But anyway, okay, so we'll say, uh, we'll say Sally, and then we can say some other like uh, Philip. Uh, Sally and Philip, um, friend, we've all, three of us have been friends for a really long time and, and long story short, but I, I had a kind of a communication or a visit with uh, Sally and Philip kind of interpreted some things in the situation and, and, and told me that I, I should maybe think about doing the same thing again with Sally. Um, and one of the th- I don't know if that's very clear or not, but anyway, one of the, one of the things that I I thought about was that, but Sally and I are really open and honest with each other. Like, why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't she tell me this herself? And and so anyway, then I, I ended up speaking with Sally about it. And long story short, it was it was a misinterpretation from Philip, um, because he decided to use his own like perspective and, and kind of like filter sally and my relationship through his own glasses and and it turned out to be a wrong interpretation and and that is where i see like interference do we are we actually trying to help and when we interfere like what's the purpose of our interfering does that make sense
1: i think it does i'll try to put it in a sentence or two essentially you have two friends you've known a really long time one of them got involved and delivered a message to you on behalf of the third friend, mm-hmm. and really delivered the wrong message. Yeah, and you know, I think the 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 moral of this story is it's okay to care about your friends enough to get involved. we We mm-hmm. want you to be involved, but maybe check your assumptions because yeah. assumptions can get us into a lot of trouble, yes. I
0: can't remember who said this, if it was my dad or somebody else, but he said, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. I think I might've said that on the podcast before. I'm not sure. We'll
1: have to go back and listen. I don't, I don't know, but I have heard it before and it's, it's, (laughs) it's one you can easily remember. Um, And I, I think that you're, you're revealing to us that the same message we said in the earlier podcast still remains true. We Mm -hmm. still think it's a good idea to reach out to people, show Mm -hmm. them you care, try and be helpful. I don't, I mean, on this podcast, I can't imagine I'm ever going to send the message. Don't be helpful to people. (laughs) Uh, Right, right. This is the mission we're on. However, there's oftentimes a better way to do it and a not so good way to do it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Philip made a little mistake. By operating under some assumptions, and I, I could probably share a, an example myself. I was, um, I was recently at a birthday party, and the the person whose birthday party it was, um, he was you know celebrating. He was doing what you do when it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. He was socializing with friends. He's having drinks. He's playing music. He's having a great time, mm-hmm. and he's my friend. So he's the person I'm there to see. And I look over off to the corner in his house and his girlfriend is kind of just hanging by herself. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that seems sort of odd. I mean, I don't know her as well, but we all know her. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's not a stranger and my mind starts making assumptions. This is dangerous. (laughs) This is, this is dangerous. I start jumping to she's upset and she needs help. And then I thought, well, wait, She may not be upset or maybe, maybe she doesn't feel well, or Mm -hmm. maybe she ate something and and she's sick to her stomach or, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. something terrible happened in her life. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she and my friend got in a fight earlier and they're arguing Mm -hmm. and I'm going through all these assumptions in my head. Maybe none of them are true. Yeah. And so I have to kind of pump my brakes a little bit before I run with a story. Mm-hmm. And all I did was go up to her and say, you doing okay? And she very quickly snapped back. mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, she doesn't really want to talk about it or she doesn't want to talk to me. But there was mm-hmm. like a, a real quick. mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? She knows that I care. She knows that I noticed. And I gave her like a little wink. And I said, I'm over there if you need me. Okay. And yeah. she went, that's okay. And that's where I left it. Yeah. And. I feel good about that. I feel like I made my little efforts without assumptions. I opened the door. I let her know I'm here. Balls in your court. And I went back to the birthday party.
0: Well, exactly. And that's, That's exactly what I was meaning also, too, with the with the teen example that we were talking about. I mean, I can have if I see a teen crying or something, I can have the assumption of it. Oh, that's a or if I see a teen at all, I can have the assumption of it. Oh, must be a gang member or, oh, that must be a person that's like sitting there ready to steal my car. Like I can have all these assumptions or I can assume like hmm, that person is just sitting there. I'm going to go and check if they're okay, just like you did. Um, That, and that is a good way because you're thinking about the other person's needs, right? Like, um, and I'm wondering if interfering is when you kind of have, like, you're thinking about your own needs, right? Like, like when I'm assuming and like, oh, it must be that, like, what do I gain in interfering? Do I win something? Like, I'm just wondering if that, if there's like a, like a function to interfering that that we're actually not, probably not even aware of when we
1: do it. I think that you're you're touching on something there. Um, I think this is especially true when a person. I feel I feel like we need a different word than interfere because interfere mm-hmm. has a a negative yeah. connotation. Yeah. When a person um, tries to help, okay, mm-hmm. and the help they're offering is not received. Sometimes they can't let it go. Right. Like Mm -hmm. let's, let's retell my birthday story in a different way. Let's imagine that when I offered to my friend's girlfriend, Hey, are you doing okay? Maybe she said, I'm fine. And I said, come on, come on, talk to me. Come on. You can tell me what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's wrong. And if I had pressed her, Mm -hmm. I think that's a sign that I just want to feel like the one who got you out of the corner. Right. Yeah. It's almost like I want it to be me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and it's like, like when we, before we started recording and stuff, I was thinking about like Philip in, in my example is doing like a really wonderful thing. I like, I mean, Philip was showing empathy in like, I, I can understand this situation um so i empathize with that person right but if i don't check if if it's like in agreement with what that other person is actually feeling is it empathy then
1: mm. well yeah we talk about you know the difference between understanding versus the attempt at understanding mm. um you and I both do a lot of work in the world of motivational interviewing and do trainings on motivational interviewing. And and in that world, we talk about something called accurate empathy, Mm -hmm. which is like, when you're not just trying to understand, but you're doing it quite well. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, how we, how do we do that? How do we know we're doing it quite well? Well, it's when like, I'll say something and I'll get like feedback from the person is, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know? And when you, when you're trying to help by basing your help on your assumptions, you don't get that feedback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I wonder where the, the want to be, the, the be helper, the Philip, mm-hmm. Philip, who wanted to be helpful. I wonder where it leaves him. Yeah. At the, at the end of this scenario, you know, Mm -hmm. like here's someone who probably thought he was doing the right thing and, and ultimately caused a little issue. Um, you know, and, and perhaps this is just the argument for really making sure that you're treading carefully Mm -hmm. when you're offering, when you're offering your help.
0: Yeah. 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 Cause I, you know, I was thinking about it too. Like I haven't actually talked to Philip about it, which is kind of interesting because that's a conversation that I perhaps need to have. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I talked it out with Sally and and got her perspective and you know what I mean? Like I wonder maybe there's no reason to, maybe there is, I'm not sure. This is where it comes into like communication is hard and like how, how would I be helping Philip by saying something like, am I being, you know, I mean, that's what the whole podcast is about: is when, how do you help, and when do you help, and when do you, when is helping actually not helping and just leaving something?
1: Yeah, and and the question you're asking about whether to circle back to Philip, who, I mean, I might be using strong words here, but arguably he he caused a harm, accidentally, it was it was an accident, but he he caused a small harm. Mm-hmm. and you're wondering do i go back and have that talk with philip and here's the interesting thing i watched you kind of wrestle with that idea i saw your head kind of moving back and <laughs> forth and and, it, and it's like you're you're wrestling with it because on the one hand maybe it would help philip to have this feedback from you but on the other hand it would take some work on your part and this is where we talk about topics like emotional labor, like, mm-hmm. like the, the work we put in emotionally mm-hmm. to, to be there for everybody, it does take a toll. And so I think it's reasonable that you want to make sure the investment of your emotional labor is going to pay off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because in this particular example that I gave, the most important person, for me to communicate with was Sally because now I can. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do have a good communication, open lines, we're transparent with each other. I was like, okay, I'm okay, and that's kind of why I'm like, me, do I have to like say anything to Philip then, like, or can I just chalk it up to
1: he was only trying to help. <laughs> You know i i'm starting to think so so we're recording this for season nine but I, I feel like season 10 needs some fun bells and whistles and and cool things and i'm thinking for season 10 we need a sound effect every time someone says Oh, they trying to help <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna work on that this summer i think that sounds um, good <laughs> yeah You know, all right. So if we try to take a step back and offer the audience, like some Mm -hmm. take home message, like, okay, so here's what we're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to make an attempt at this take home message, but Jen, I want you to fill in where I've missed some points. Okay. Okay. I think the take home message is go ahead and stick your neck out there and and offer yourself to people who seem like they may be in need. Mm -hmm. However, while you're doing that, Check your assumptions because Mm -hmm. you might be making up a story that isn't true, misinterpreting something you've heard and delivering it in a way that causes confusion, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Check your assumptions. I think also don't be pushy about it because maybe that's a sign that you're not really trying to help. You're trying to be the helper because Mm -hmm. it feels good to be the helper. Yeah. But that's different than being helpful. That's right. And and I guess the final message is protect yourself from giving way too much emotional labor to things that maybe just won't pay off yeah. uh, for all that you've given. What did I miss nothing. I mean the only thing I was
0: thinking about is the the check your reasons why you're doing it and you, you kind of put that into number three there is like why why am I doing this? What do I gain from it? Um, what's my motivation for for interfering or trying to help in this particular way? Um, yeah, like basically
1: think about things before you act. Yeah, slow it down, mm-hmm. give it some thought, but don't let that thinking stop you. That's It's, right. it's just some some preparation that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, what is her name? Mel Robbins, um, does like podcasts and books mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, I like some of her material, not all of her material, but, um, she has this message. She's always pushing of, um, don't think too much before you act. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you get the urge to do something, her message is you count down from five, five, four, three, two, one, and do it. Um, And I get where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. Her, her premise is, if you think about it too much, you'll talk yourself out of it. You'll, you'll make up reasons not to do it. I get, I get where she's coming from. We're saying maybe slow down a little when it comes to sensitive matters.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And, you know, I, I can see myself like talking, you know, that's kind of what it is. We always think like, should I, should I not, should I, and then yeah. Okay. If you're going to think that long, you might get stuck. So we don't want to get stuck. Um, yeah. That's an important message. I think. Don't think yeah. too much, but think. <laughs>
1: don't that's think, but hard. think. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the way that I would word it is like for, for, for things like I need to go to the gym 54321, go to the gym. Yes. Five. But things like someone over there looks hurt. Mm. Let let me approach this with care. Yeah. Let me let me give it more than five seconds of thought. Yeah. Give it 10. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on the severity, you have like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. Give it. 10 seconds of thought, you know, we're laughing, but that may be all it takes. Yeah. It may be that you just need 10 seconds to take a deep breath, say, am I operating under assumptions here? Am I doing this for me or is it for the other person? You know what? All systems go. Let's get in there and try and be helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was a really good summary of what we talked about.
1: It's what I do, (laughs) Chan. I have to tell you before we close here, I, um, I went to this like leadership training, personal mm. growth thing where we were all supposed to like find our purpose in life and it was cool. And um, there were maybe like a hundred of us in the room and the, the, the facilitator um, asked everybody to write down your strengths, right? So we're all writing down what our strengths are and the facilitator says, who would like to share well, of course, nobody wants to share <laughs> because you feel like an asshole being like, well, here's what I'm good at. Yeah. And the room goes quiet, right? But since I am often in this person's shoes, I'm often the leader trying mm-hmm. to get people to talk. I, my heart went out to him. I was like, all right, I'll throw my hand up. So I put my hand up and I, I said, well, one of my strengths is that I can take very complicated ideas and simplify them in like a sentence or a few words. Mm -hmm. And all 100 people look at me like, like, how do you do that? (laughs) And I thought, yeah, they all probably wrote down things like, I'm a good dancer. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I do think that I'm very good at taking like a messy story and Mm -hmm. saying, so here's what that's about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's I agree. It's, uh, it comes in handy on a podcast. <laughs>
0: definitely. <laughs> yes. And I agree with that. You are definitely good at your job and, and making things like easy to
1: understand. It's what I aim for, but um thank you so much for joining me again. I mean, this is certainly not the last time we will do this. I imagine we will time and time again, rejoin part of the fun of knowing you is that we just get these fun ideas and run with them. And, yeah. um, and it's stress-free now that we've done yeah. it so many times. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what we're doing.